Good evening and welcome to the Marriage Reform Prayer Call. My name is Kim Moore and I couldn't have said it better, Amy, so I won't even try and repeat what you said except to know that my heart is in full agreement with the appreciation that you've expressed to everybody and certainly my appreciation to you for all you do to make me look a whole lot better than I really am and um, I just appreciate all you do behind the scenes to enable me to fulfill the assignments of God on my life. So I bless you. Well, if you're on the call for the first time or this is your first time joining us, our purpose is to pray, teach, and apply kingdom principles to marriage. And as I say each week, and I'll continue to say, kingdom principles are universal truths. They apply to men and women, whether they're married or not. And our desire is to see husbands and wives relating to each other based on kingdom principles instead of exclusively through gender, gender roles, and gender needs. Those things are important, but there's so much more to relating to one another, and I believe that God desires to bring us into that, that we might experience freedom and power and love like we have not before. And so I thank you all, whether you're joining for the first time, whether you're faithfully supporting us, have been on on since the beginning, you make it easy for us to carry out the assignment. It's encouraging to hear you weigh in. And, And as God adds to us as we continue to be faithful on this call each week, let me just say, Um, I am likely to go over 930, and we are always respectful of your time, and it's valuable, and I think the older I get, the more precious it is to me. So I just want to say that up front. I'm hoping you'll stick around, but if you must leave, I certainly understand that. And the reason why we may go over tonight is because I want to do three things, and they're this. I want to look at another scripture on divorce and remarriage, and I want to pray over these scriptures. And then I want to take a few minutes and talk and share about the vision. Where is all this going? If, you know, where, where, what's the groundwork to all of this? You know, it's great that we're praying. We should pray. We must pray. But then we also must uh, have a ground game to implement the will and the word of the Lord in the area that he's called us. So that's what I, I would like to do. So let me just open in prayer. Father, we are your people. You chose us. And we're learning how to choose you in everything. (laughs) We just thank you that you put up with us, God, that you lead us, that, Lord, that you just forgive us over and over again, God. Lord, we just bless you and we thank you that we can come to you, God, and find safety and refuge and that you don't find fault with us, God, but you invite us to live at a higher level. We thank you for the prayers in John 17, that as you and the Father are one, as you and your Son are one, so we are one. And according to Galatians 3.28, that we are one in Christ. And so we thank you that as kingdom citizens, God, we have more in common than we do that is, that is different. Now, tonight, Father God, as we lay hold of Christ in your kingdom again, we ask that you, we ask and thank you for assisting us in rightly dividing your word that we may eat and be nourished in Jesus' name. Well, Last week, I spoke about divorce and remarriage from Luke 16, 18, and the chapter was about the love of money, materialism, greed, dishonest gain. Uh, John summarizes it in this way in 1 John 2, 16. He says, for all that the world can offer us is the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance. 
None of these things come from the Father, but from the world. But from the world. The one and only verse in Luke 16, that is verse 18, Luke 16, 18, is the one and only verse that has to do with divorce and remarriage. Um, and it's offered as an example of the Pharisees seeking to gratify their flesh using the laws of Moses. And so last week we concluded that Luke 16, 18 is not put forth as a doctrine or should not be taught as a doctrine for all marriages but, uh, and, and concerning divorce and remarrying. Rather, it's an example of a misuse of the law, and Jesus cut to the chase and called their misuse of the law, adultery, because they were hiding their sexual sin behind the law. So tonight I want to look at Mark 10, 1 through 12, and I just want to read it uh, so that we're all uh, thinking uh, and hearing the same thing. It's Mark 10, 1 through 12, the Passion Translation. It says, Then Jesus left the region and went into the district of Judea, across from the Jordan River. And again, massive crowds flocked to him, and Jesus, as was his custom, began to teach the people. At one point, some of the Pharisees came, seeking to entrap him with a question. Tell us, they asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered, what did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted us to write a certificate of separation that would be valid to complete a divorce. Jesus said, Yes, Moses wrote this exception, in other translations it says commandment for you, because you are hard-hearted. But from the beginning, God created male and female, and for this reason, a man will leave his parents and be wedded to his wife, and the husband and wife will be joined as one flesh, and after that, they, are no, they no longer exist as two, but one flesh. So there you have it. What God has joined together, no one has the right to split apart. Once indoors, his disciples asked him to explain it to them again. So he said, he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if the wife divorces her husband and marries another, she also commits adultery. So let me give you some quick points here. Unlike Luke 16 and 18, these 12 verses address the issue of divorce um, and remarriage, but specifically divorce and Moses' law uh, and commandment uh, concerning divorce. And that's in Deuteronomy 12, uh, 24, uh, 1, I believe it begins. And then number two, in like Luke 16, Jesus is addressing the Pharisees. So in Luke 16, the entire chapter was addressed to the Pharisees. And in Mark 10, 1 through 12, Jesus again is addressing the Pharisees, except for the last few verses where he turns his attention to his disciples. So it's always important to know whom Jesus is talking to. And unless we're Pharisees, Jesus isn't talking to us. Unless we are using uh, divorce and remarriage to commit sexual sin because we want to be with somebody else, Jesus isn't talking to us. Yet we can learn from their conversation and reveal, and God, through it, God might reveal things in our own heart. Mark, in Mark 10:2, the Pharisees asked Jesus, was it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Now, remember in the Old Testament in ancient Israel, uh, women were subordinate and wives were pretty much the equivalent of property. And as such, women and wives had few rights. 
And so again, in Deuteronomy 24.1, Moses addresses men and husbands concerning how they are treating or interacting with their wife. And that word divorce means to send off, to send away, to loose. Now in verse 2, we also learn the reason for the Pharisees' question. The reason they asked Jesus was not to gain understanding, but was to entrap him so that Jesus would violate the law. Remember, the Pharisees were all about the law and, and, and obeying the law, and everything came down to the law. Everything rose and fell on the law. So they were seeking to get Jesus to uh, violate the law that they understood. And so Jesus asked them, well, what did Moses say? You're the experts. You're supposed to be the experts in the law. What did Moses say? And then in verse 5, Jesus agrees with their resuscitation of the law. They knew the law. And so Jesus agreed with their knowledge of the law. But then he added the reason that Moses implemented the law. He said, yes, Moses wrote the law for you because your hearts were hard. And so he wrote it as a concession, not as a standard or a doctrine of biblical behavior. It was a concession, and it was for the benefit uh, mostly of wives who were subordinate, had few rights, and were basically the equivalent of property so that they would not have to endure situations and hostility. And then, quite frankly, the flip side of that, there were probably wives during that time, although I don't see, you know, I don't know where uh, have an example to mind, but I'm sure also there were wives at that time that were something else to live with and were contentious, argumentative, and all of those kinds of things, and divorce was also a way to address those situations. So I don't suggest that it was all one-sided um, because we as women and wives, we can bring our own things to the party. And then Jesus adds, he has the hardness of their hearts, the Pharisees' hearts. The commandment to divorce, Moses' commandment was for the hardness of their hearts. And Jesus adds that to the list of what we already know about the Pharisees that was pointed out in Luke. They love money, they love dishonest gain, and they love um, uh, materialism. And again, John says it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These are the only things that are in the world. And so we understand that the Pharisees brought something. One, their question, their motive was wrong, and then Jesus exposes the hardness of their heart. And in verse 6 through 9, Jesus explains that in the beginning it was not so, and he goes further by even re-explaining how it was in the beginning. And for sake of time, I'm not going to read that. But out of earshot of the Pharisees, now he had finished the conversation with the Pharisees, and he was again alone with the disciples, and the disciples asked Jesus to explain what just happened. Basically, explain this thing again. In other words, tell us what's really going on, God. We hear what you said to them, but what does it all really mean? And Jesus, and we know that's true because Jesus didn't answer by repeating how it was in the beginning. Instead, he addresses the motivation behind the Pharisees' question, which was also exposed in Luke 16:18. Recall in verse 2, the reason they ask about divorce is because they wanted to get Jesus to violate the law. The Pharisees prided themselves on the law and keeping the law to hide their sinfulness. So Jesus' answer to the disciples exposed what the, what the Pharisees were hiding. Verse 10 and 11, uh, I'm sorry, 11 and 12 read this way. And speaking to his disciples, 
about what was really going on behind uh, his exchange with the Pharisees. And here's what Jesus said. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if the wife divorces her husband and marries another, she also commits adultery. The the issue was not marriage and divorce. The issue was that they were using marriage and divorce to commit adultery, which is what Jesus told them in Luke 16 and 18. The Pharisees were hiding their adulterous lifestyles by using Moses' law to legally divorce and remarry another to satisfy their flesh. How do we know? Because Jesus calls it out. He said, it's adultery. What you're doing is using the law to commit adultery, and it's still adultery, and it's still a sin. And so I think in, in Mark, uh, uh, Jesus drives the, the point home even more plainly um, because there was a little bit of an expounding on the law that we didn't per se have in Luke uh, 16 and 18. Jesus condemned the practice of hiding behind the law, using the law to commit sin. It's a sin then and it's a sin today. And when we use the word, when we hide behind the word to maintain our selfishness, to maintain anything that's anti-Christ, it is a sin no matter how good it may look in the eyes of others. Mark 10, 1 through 12 is not a doctrine on marriage and divorce. Jesus was answering the underlying issue with the Pharisees concerning adultery. It's a judgment against adultery, even when hidden behind the law. And so unless you're a Pharisee or using divorce uh, and remarriage to satisfy sexual appetite to go from one person to the next, Jesus isn't speaking to you here. But we should know. And, and, and Jesus demonstrates very clearly here through the gift of discernment and calling the sin out. Mark 22, 4.22 says, For there is nothing hidden except, except to be revealed, and neither is there anything kept secret except to be proclaimed. Luke 12.2, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and revealed. And then Hebrews 4.12-14 says this, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy and pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. For nothing that we do remains a secret, and nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless defenseless before his eyes to whom we must render an account. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name for your word has been laid open to us tonight concerning divorce and remarriage. And as we continue to look at divorce, God, as a real challenge uh, for many, God, in the body of Christ and things that we've been taught, God, that have held people into, in bondage to abuse and exploitation and all manner of evil, God, and adulterous lifestyles, not an incident, but a lifestyle, God. Father God, we pray, God, that you would liberate your people by the truth of your word, God. 
Lord, we just thank and we praise you, and we don't make ourselves judge nor jury over any husband's or wife's relationship, God. Father God, it is not for us to decide, Lord, divorce or remarriage. That is between you and the individuals in it, God. Our desire is just to, Lord, declare your word as it's written, God, to speak the truth, God, that your people will be free, God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Now, Father God, as your word says tonight, that there is nothing hidden from you, Father God. We just thank you and we praise you that all things will be revealed. There is no secret that will not be proclaimed. Father, we thank you that according to your word, that there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Father, we declare according to your word that we have a living word. The word of God is living. It is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces God, Lord, and penetrates and separates and distinguishes, Lord, even to the very core of our being, what we think from why we think it, what we do from why we do it, God. Lord, I thank you that your word even splits the hairs, God. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that you know every number of every hair of every husband and wife, Lord, on this call that will hear by replay and even by the spirit of those that profess to know your name. Lord, we thank you that your word, Lord, interprets and reveals the true hearts and intents of husbands and wives tonight, God. I thank you, Father God, that you have called your people out of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we thank you tonight, Father God. We bless you, Father God. We just honor you and thank you, Lord, for the grace and the safety, God, to bring ourselves to the light, to bring our thoughts and our deeds, God. You said even our good is filthy rags to you, Father God. So, Lord, we seek not to justify ourselves tonight as husbands and wives, God. We seek not to fix ourselves, change ourselves. You ask us just to come to you and reason with you. You said, come let us reason together that we might be acquitted and find forgiveness for our sins. You said if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And tonight, God, I pray especially for those that did use divorce and remarriage, Lord, to satisfy their sexual appetite, God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you are the forgiver of sins, and we have been forgiven before the foundation of the world. Our responsibility is to confess it. Your responsibility is to forgive it, God. And so I pray for the grace, the freedom, the gift of repentance to come forth now in the heart of your people, God. Lord, that they would just, Lord, divulge and confess, Lord, that, Lord, which you, have find, which you find adulterous, God. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the one that is in sexual sin and adultery right now and is still married. I pray, God, that the word of God would find them out, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that they would dream dreams and you would give them visions, God that you would convict them, Lord, not to condemn them, but to invite them, God, to receive your life in exchange for their life, God. I thank you, Lord, that husbands and wives are holy, God, because you are holy, not because we can work for holiness, but because we receive the holiness of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you are cleansing us, God. Cleanse our souls and our minds, God, afresh. Wash us in the blood of the Lamb tonight, God. 
For though our sins be as scarlet, you have washed them as white as snow, God. And we enter into the fellowship of Jesus Christ again. And we thank you that husbands and wives are returning to you, their first love, God, that they are humbling themselves under your mighty hand and even under your word, God. Lord, that they are being rooted and grounded in love, God, that they might be able to comprehend together what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of the love that is in Christ Jesus. Father God, pour out your spirit again, Father, in Jesus' name, and I declare more love. I declare more freedom, more power, Lord, in the days to come, Father. I thank you and I praise you. I see the liberation of husbands and wives from the traditions of men that have made your word ineffective, God. Lord, deliverance from those things and teachings, God, in the misuses of Scripture that have held your people, husbands and wives, in bondage, God. We cry freedom tonight in Jesus' name and declare it so on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. I just encourage you, if anything that was said or prayed tonight concerning divorce and remarriage and adultery, if you have found the invitation of the Lord, that's what conviction is. It's a loving invitation of God to come to the light, to allow him to cleanse you. He's not mad at you. He just has a commitment to transform your life into the image of Jesus Christ. And so I pray you accept his invitation tonight. I pray, and if that's you, let me know that you did that. You can email me at kim at moreonrelationships.com and let me know that I can continue to pray for you. Listen, this is not about condemnation. There is no judgment. There is grace and freedom and forgiveness as we bring ourselves to the light. If you could fix yourself, if you could cleanse yourself, Jesus would not have to have come. So when we try to do those things, it's an insult to the finished work of the cross accomplished through Jesus Christ. So we bless you and we honor you and we thank you for opening your heart to hear the word of God and to sharing it. And I did write on uh, divorce and remarriage part two, Mark 10, 1 through 12 on my blog. It's at uh, my website, more, M-O-O-R-E, on relationships.com. So you can read it there. And, of course, I will give out the replay number now just in case some of you need to get off the call. The replay number for tonight's call is 605-475-4980. The access code is 341-000-POUND. And the reference number for today's today's call is 73 pounds. And as always, we encourage you to uh, go back and listen to it. We encourage you to share it on social media. Uh, We want to publish the kingdom and rightly divide in the word of God, especially when it comes to marriage throughout this nation and even the nations. And so we bless you tonight and just thank you for being a part. It's kind of hard to follow a somber moment. Uh, with an exciting moment to me, but I'm going to switch gears, and I want to share with you something I am very excited about. Amy is very excited about it. We've been talking about it. I've shared uh, in part with some of those that uh, are, are leaders and have been with us since the beginning, and we are just excited about what God is about to do. I told you last week that You know, any time that God does something on the ground, it's because he's accomplished something in the air 
first. And like the military going into a hostile territory, we send the Air Force in first before we send the ground troops in. And when we intercede, we are sending, we are the, the, the Air Force going in, covering and protecting the airways so that as we send the ground troops in, we take, we've taken out some strategic targets. We'll continue to do that but we also have air cover as we do the will and the work of God. Well, let me give you, um, let me just, let me transition by, uh, by praying here. Father, we just continue to seek your face for marriages. We thank you for entrusting us with your word and appointing us to this assignment and to this mountain called marriage and family. Now, Father God, as I share your vision, calls your heart, your voice, to be heard in my words. Lord, I just trust you, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Well, while spending time with the Lord this morning, I received this word, and I want to share it to you. It's brief, and I'll try to be brief tonight and and not go over too long. But here's the word the Lord gave me this morning as I was sitting and talking, reading, and meditating uh, with him. It says, I am about to heal the great divide between men and women through marriage. Husbands and wives will experience a unity like at no other time in history. I will draw them into the vortex of my love and unity through prayer, kingdom teaching, persecution, and the sheer might of my spirit. These will work together to break the yokes of bondage off of husbands and wives. And I will give them more freedom, more power, more love, that my glory is realized in their homes, their churches, communities, and the nations. And then he gave me Jeremiah 1.10. See this day, I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. And that's what we are doing. We are call, We have been calling for a marriage reformation in the body of Christ. So let me just now just give you a brief history how we got here. Uh, what's not part of this history is uh, for the last, since 1996, I have been writing, speaking, and counseling on marriage, one of the most well-known programs that is in local churches that I authored and uh, 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 along with uh, uh, authored when I was married uh, is Radical Love. And some of you may be familiar with that. Uh, you can Google it. You can go on, on Facebook. Uh, but again, uh, since uh, 1996, I have been addressing and speaking on marriage. On November 10, 2018, which I will call, call Phase 1, began a new phase. We hosted a conference in Atlanta called One to introduce kingdom thinking to husbands and wives. We had over 150 husbands and wives, separated, divorced, widowed, and singles desiring marriage that attended that conference. We distributed a short book I wrote called Marriage Manifesto, 12 Tenets uh, on, on, uh, of a Kingdom Mindset on Marriage, Phase 2 the Marriage Reform Prayer Call, since July 1st, 2018, almost 18 months ago, this being our 73rd call, 
we have been declaring kingdom principles through prayer and through teaching in the atmosphere, over the earth, and into the spirit of every kingdom citizen that is a husband or wife. Phase two was about dominating the atmosphere uh, with the word and the will of God concerning marriage. It was about covering. Uh, it's about. It was about covering the earth again with the word of God. And and phase three is what I want to just share with you tonight briefly. It's about dominating the earth with kingdom mindsets in marriage. So phase three from here on out is called jumping for joy. We are jumping for joy because husbands and wives are free, they're powerful, and they love. We see husbands and wives excited again about marriage, dangerous for the kingdom of God, a oneness that is found in Jesus Christ, that God is taking out the stony hearts and placing them a heart of flesh, making one new flesh in Jesus Christ. And so, as I said, over the past 18 months, we've blanketed the nation with prayer. We've obtained commitments of those willing to serve as ambassadors. I think we're up to 26 states being covered at this time. And, but it's now it is time for us to go into each of your states to gather teach kingdom principles on the ground, and celebrate freedom, power, and love symbolically by literally jumping for joy. I mean, just imagine this. Imagine campfires. If you're a camp, if you like to camp, then you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're, or, or I also think about uh, when I lived in, uh, in an apartment a few years ago and I, I, I was on the, the, the top floor, one of the top floors, and it looked out over a lake and on on the 4th of July, you could see fireworks popping off all over. I mean, for miles, you could see fireworks popping off. And so these campfires and these fireworks, like, popping off all over the place, that marriages, that husbands and wives will experience more freedom and more power and love. Can you imagine all over this nation, like campfires or fireworks, husbands and wives jumping for joy like flames leaping, in a fire, just summoning by virtue of their presence, by virtue of their connection, by virtue of the glory of God, summoning people to the light, providing safety and warmth to souls that are in need of Jesus, testifying against all forms of sexual confusion and perversion and alternate forms of married married sexual love. Can you imagine? Hey, listen. Uh, the world well knows what the church stands against. We're very good at telling the world what we're against. But now it's time to show up and show the world what we stand for. It's time for husbands and wives and advocates of biblical marriage to show up, to stand up, and to speak up with their lives. And if they have to use their mouth, so be it. But that our lives will be on such display of his glory. Uh, that the world would see and know God. He said he would lift us up to be cities set on hills all over the place so that those that are groping in darkness can find us. Marriages are a strategic part of God's end-time strategy uh, to bring people into the fold of Christ. We are a significant part of revival, a secret weapon, if you will, And so we must show up. We must stand up. We must speak up with our lives. And so if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? When? 
the strategy we're going to use is very, very simple. We're going to continue weekly prayer. We're going to travel to all 50 states beginning in 2020. In each state, we're going to do a few things. We're going to pray on the ground. We're going to gather with husbands and wives and advocates to to continue to teach kingdom principles. And then we're going to symbolically, in every state, we're going to jump for the joy of freedom, power, and love, that husbands and wives would experience more of these things and set this world on fire as the kingdom of God resumes in our sphere of influence. And then lastly, we will seek and we will identify women's ministries, meetings, retreats, and conferences that we can begin to teach relationship principles. And I strategically use the word relationship principles here because I understand when women's ministries get together and we have women's retreats and conferences, not everybody there is married, not everybody there is interested in being married, and not everybody there wants to hear about marriage. But the beauty of kingdom principles are this. They transcend uh, relationships, all relationships. So the, the principles we are teaching are applicable to every single relationship we find ourselves in, and that's how we know that it's true. It transcends all. And so we want to go to women's ministries and groups, and we want to teach kingdom principles so that even those that are not married, even those that may not have an interest in marriage, but even those that are interested in marriage will begin to become rooted and grounded in principles that will promote and give them the best opportunity to succeed in their relationships and marriage. And so we need all the help with that God grants us. You know, and so next week after the prayer call, we're going to discuss a little bit more detail. Amy's going to talk about ways specifically that you can get involved and how the ambassadors can get involved or if you want to become an ambassador for your state. But tonight I would just ask you to do two things. If you haven't already, go to my website, which is my last name, more, M-O-O-R-E, on relationships.com, and subscribe. Join the journey. And then secondly, if you do want to get involved in Jumping for Joy, then email me and just say, hey, Kim, I want to get involved. I'm all in. Uh, Count me in for the call after the call next week. And you can do that by emailing me at Kim at more, again, that's my last name, on relationships.com, or you can text me at 770-318-5963 and just say, and just let me know that you're interested. And please include, if you text me, please include your contact information. Very, very important. And finally, wow, I'm only five minutes over. I'm feeling real good right now because I am very sensitive to your time. But one last thing I would like us to do together I want us to unmute the line. I want to unmute the line for 30 seconds, won't keep you. And I just want us to praise God and feel this in the praises of God because he inhabits the praises of his people. And I want us to praise him and thank him for divinely intervening, answering the prayers and the cries of husbands and wives like at no other time with jumping for joy. And before I unmute the line, I want you to do this. I want you to stand up if you can. If you can't stand up, then use your arms 
And as we're jumping up and down, I want you to raise your arms up and down because we're doing this symbolically to declare and to demonstrate the freedom and the love and the power that God is giving husbands and wives as we go forward. And so, again, I'm going to unmute the line just for 30 seconds. Stay with me. Give me a moment. And I just want to hear your voice. And however you praise God, we let's use our mouth and just activate what has been said in Jesus' name. Praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we bless God. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for continuing to add to our numbers, God, and strengthening the volume of our voice. Turn up the volume, God, as we go forth in your name. Lord, I praise you, God, that every time we jump up and down, down, God, release your glory into husbands and wives, God. Lord, until we set this nation on fire, God, and that kingdom marriages would become the norm and not the exception. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, for all of the human resources, all of the natural resources, God, that you would bring to bear upon this assignment. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Well, again, I want to thank you for taking a few extra minutes just to hear where we're going, what we're talking about. I hope you got a picture of what I'm talking about, that you will symbolically jump for joy. And I declare every time you do, get up in the morning, get out of bed, put some pep in your step, and jump for joy because you are free, because you do have power, and because you do have love. More, more, more love, more power, and more freedom to you. And one of the ways you demonstrate your power is to control your body. So jump up and down. Take a jump in the morning. Jump up and down for joy because God is in the midst of us. And, again, just for those that have missed it, the replay number for today's call is 605-475-4980. The access code is 341 Zero 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 pounds, and the reference code for today's call is 73 pounds. Again, I thank you. I love you. We bless you and pray for you now and always in Jesus' name. Amen.